Well, good morning again, and welcome to Antioch Church. Way to be at an 8 a.m. service on a cold, cold Sunday morning. Congratulations, attaboy, especially those of you that have kids. Nice work. I know my wife uh, got our three girls up, and they're here coloring somewhere in the sanctuary. And so, just nice work. Way to be here. Way to be attentive. Let's, uh, let's pray one more time this morning. Father, here we are, bright and early. Lord, we, uh, we're here because we want to learn about you. God, we're here because we desire to know a little bit more about who you are and why you've created us and what you want to do with us. And so, Lord, teach us this morning. Lord, dwell here with us. We want to leave changed. We want to leave challenged. Lord, we thank you for who you are, a mighty, a holy, a powerful God. So Lord, we thank you for all the blessings you give us. We just want to honor you with our time here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are smack dab right in the middle of an Elements series, hence my shirt, hence the video. We're taking an investigative look into the four main elements of this planet. And we're trying to learn from the natural world what we can gain and what we can learn from the spiritual and insight into the spiritual world. God specifically created earth. God specifically created wind, fire, and water. What can we draw from God's creation to bring us closer to our Creator. Last week, Brandon Groza talked about wind, probably one of the windiest weekends in Central Oregon. This week I'm talking on fire, so hopefully uh, we won't repeat the, the same thing as last week's wind. But Brandon taught us that wind was powerful, and wind is air in motion. And so from that, not to try to shrink his message into a sentence or two, but we learned God is powerful, and we serve a God who moves. God has a current about him. God is in constant motion. And he wants to move in your life and in my life. This morning, again, we're looking at fire, and my hope, my motive this morning is that you will welcome fire into your life. Fire consists of three main components and in fact without one or two of these components fire will not exist maybe you know the fire triangle from history or from science class but fire takes heat fire needs fuel and fire needs oxygen three elements fire needs to consist much like god the trinity well all throughout the scripture god uses his creation fire for many different reasons. And you might be thinking right now in your head, okay, what are those? What are those? What, what, what fire things can I remember throughout the scriptures? Well, 549 times the word fire comes up in the scriptures. One of those times is the burning bush. There where God uses this bush that's on fire to get Moses' attention. And you guys know the story. God calls Moses. Moses responds, he goes into Egypt, the plagues come, and God uses Moses to lead his people out of slavery. 
And so the burning bush we see there. And in that Exodus story, we read that God, he turns the sea into dry land. And they pass through the river on foot. The sea turns to dry land and they pass through this river on foot. Can you imagine being there that day and, and watching God move, thinking you're going to be killed, and then all of a sudden God moves, and they pass through this. What an awesome sight. What an amazing thing to witness. But God didn't stop there with his chosen people, did he? He continued to lead them on. He didn't just leave them on the opposite side of the sea, but then they would wake up, and, and he would guide them by a cloud. And then at night, he would guide them by a pillar of fire. Could you imagine having that intimate of a relationship with God? God is showing you where to go, telling you where to go day in and day out. Well, where should we stop for water? I don't know, follow the cloud. Well, where should we go next? At sunset, I don't know, let's just follow this pillar of fire. And so again, God uses fire and the people say, how awesome are your deeds. <laughs> How awesome are your deeds? And that's beginning to be said a lot around in the office here at Antioch Church. God's deeds are so awesome to us. God is so involved in this church. It's an amazing thing to be a part of. God's deeds are so awesome. Well, let's continue on with fire being used throughout the scriptures. We read about in the Old Testament that God would rain down fire from heaven as an act of judgment on his people. And in fact, Amos chapter 1, four different times in one chapter, God is raining down fire to judge his people, to judge people. Well, in the New Testament, God sends his fire again there in Acts chapter 2, but this time it's in the form of his spirit as God begins to move in a new way in the new covenant. And there we see those men that are filled with the spirit, they shout for joy to God. And they take that message to the world. There's grace, there's salvation to the world. And then we also know in Scripture that fire is used to help the, with the sacrifices. There in the Old Testament, you would dice and slice up your sacrifice. You take it to uh, the temple and there through the burnt offering, you could atone for your sins. Well, we don't really practice that anymore because there's no need to because Jesus climbed on the wooden cross for us to be our sacrifice, to atone for our sins. And then maybe the last place you're thinking that um, you remember reading the word fire in the scriptures would be hell. A place God does not want his children to go. A place that has lakes of fire. It's God's heart that we wouldn't go there spend eternity there. And so we see throughout the scriptures as well as God is the keeper of our souls. But today I want us to see how God uses fire in an element of purification. In an element of purification, this refining fire that maybe you've heard of before. I came across a story, I'd like to read it this morning about refining silver. There was a group of women that met for a Bible study. While studying the book of Malachi, they read the verse, Malachi chapter 3, verse 3, which says, He will set us um, as a refining and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of the Levi, 
and receive and refine them like gold and silver. And so this verse puzzled the women, and they wondered how this statement applied to the character and the nature of God. Over the um, one of the women offered to find out more about the process of refining silver and get back to the group at their next Bible study. Well, the following week, the woman called up a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him while at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest, only her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith work, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were the hottest, as to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought again about the verse, He sits, he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the entire time the silver was being refined. The man answered, yes, that not only did he have to sit there holding the silver, but also he had to keep his eyes on it the entire time. It was in the fire. If the silver were left even a moment too long, in the flame, it would be destroyed. The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, but how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it. So that's God's heart for us. That's God's desire for us. That he put us through these times of refining to purify us so that his image could be seen once more in us. This time, this season of refining. I can think back in my walk with God 